1: hey what's going on everybody welcome to another edition of the football guys power grid all set in by rotogrinders.com we talk dfs we talk week 13 i am dan bach joined today by devin knots we got bill alexander and ryan hester pinch hitting for one nip and pick and uh we're happy to have you today if you're watching on the football guys youtube stream thank you so much for that leave a nice little comment and a thumbs up for us and uh Of course, if you're listening on a podcast feed, whether it's Roto Grinders or Football Guys, leave us a nice review. Certainly helps us. And fellas, uh, last week we had double slates. Thankfully, that is in the past. Toughest week for us content uh, creators. But I am happy to say week 13 is here and it's looking like a doozy because some injuries. uh, But I have to say the pricing sites kind of did a pretty good job pricing up some of these running back uh, backups, knowing that they were going to get playing time. So we're going to talk all about that and strategies to hopefully help you win some good money this week, 13. All right, let's jump on into it. And we'll start with Devin this week on the Vegas side of things and give us a quick lay of the land for this week, 13, my man.
2: Yeah. So um, John's not here. He's doing whatever he's doing. So I'm going to try and cover Vegas. It feels like we've been off for like a month, even though it's been a week, like a week. Um, That's how fast this this world moves. But Tampa Bay and Atlanta is the game that's over 50, as well as Cincinnati and the Chargers. So those are the two games that really you want to target. Tampa Bay is projected to score about 31 points. The Rams also up there against the Jaguars, 13-point favorites in that one. Um, Seems a little high. Jacksonville's defense has been playing pretty well. But the Rams are are projected to score 30 and a half points. And then Indy against Houston, they're projected to score 27.25. And Minnesota is projected to score 27. On the bottom end, teams that you might want to avoid, going back to that Jacksonville team. So it's only projected to score 17 and a half. Houston down at the bottom. And then the lowly Jets at 19 and a half against Philly. So. Um, there's only two games above 50, and a 50 this week. We've seen some games get up to fifty five. We don't have any of that this week, so it could be a lower scoring week. We'll just have to see and, and talk through some of the plays here.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, it feels like I know injuries are always a thing, but man, Ryan, it feels worse than normal this year, and it's kind of been a lower scoring season. Um, comparative to what we've seen in years past. I don't know the reasoning for it necessarily, uh, but that's one thing that I've kind of uh, felt here the last couple of weeks. And uh, we'll see if this, you know, kind of continues. Let's kind of get into the quarterback position and we'll start with you. Uh, Give us some thoughts here on which QBs we should be looking at. We'll kind of start with our cash game thoughts first.
3: Sure. And and, and here's how the folks will be able to tell that we uh, don't necessarily uh, script these shows all the way, as I was hoping – to go uh, last, if, if at all on quarterbacks, because I was looking at, at, at putting a lineup together and, and quarterback, you know, tends to be the last position you, you do want to put in there and nobody jumped off the page this week, uh, especially, but a couple guys that, you know, I came to after filling in running backs and receivers. Um, so I, I do have a couple of those and, and, and two of them are actually in the the same game and, it, and it's going to sound ugly, but it kind of goes to Devin's point of, we don't have any, you know, obvious spots this week. We don't have any, you know, high scoring teams uh, outside of those ones that are huge favorites. And a lot of them are on the road even too, which which makes some people a little skittish. But um, Derek Carr at 6,000 and his opposite, Taylor Heineke at 5,600 in that same game are guys that I could see, um, you know, throwing for either 300 yards or, or multiple touchdowns at pretty modest pricing. And they'll allow you to do uh, a lot of things in, in those more... Valuable running back and wide receiver positions. Uh, another guy that that I thought of, if if you you know have a little bit of extra money, is is um, Jalen Hurts, who has a, a rare opportunity to bounce back in the exact same stadium in which he failed us last week. Uh, at the Giants, he had a very poor game, uh, but just two weeks ago, he rushed for three touchdowns, and, and we know that he brings that to the table too. So he's seven thousand on DraftKings at the Jets in a game where the Eagles are heavily favored against an opponent that doesn't know them as well, uh, certainly as as last week's opponent. So those are the three guys that stuck out to me, uh, especially in cash games. And then I'd be interested to hear certainly... Jalen Hurts
1: stinks. (laughs) Sure, but he runs. Um, I mean, he's like like, the worst, best fantasy player that you can find because he's not a good quarterback. But, you know, the one time I played him last week, of course he doesn't get there. Like, I was like, yeah, of course he's going to do it. But then... (laughs) He hasn't gotten.
2: Kinda, it, I mean, he's gotten there once in the last six weeks. So
3: well, and, and, I, and I'm and I'm not the guy to pick Jalen Hurts either. It's he's very whack-a-mole for me. I, every time I think let's do it, he doesn't. And every time I'm like no, I'm done, is when he rushes for three touchdowns. So it, you know it, it's tough. You don't have to love it, but I, I gave you two other ones, and I'm sure you guys have some some other thoughts too. But uh, yeah, nothing jumped off the page at QB. You got Patrick Mahomes on bye. Uh, you you have Josh Allen on Monday night. So there's there's really no you know super obvious studs out there at least that i've seen that i want to pay for
1: all right devin pick it up from there no it's the air bear justin herbert this week
2: um you know he's rushing which is crazy that he's he's rushed for 126 yards over the last two games um he had some midseason struggles you know a couple games where he threw for 225 yards or less but that was against new england and baltimore um the last two weeks he's thrown for over 300 yards against denver at denver and versus pittsburgh so this week, going up against the Cincinnati defense that we talked about, it being one of the highest projected scoring games, um, I'm I'm starting with Justin Herbert in, in cash and in figuring out the rest later. Uh, GPP wise, I'm going Lamar Jackson against Pittsburgh. This Pittsburgh defense can't stop anybody on the ground uh, right now. They're giving up they give up like 200 yards to Detroit uh, a couple weeks ago, and then who was it last week that ran all over them? Uh, Cincinnati Joe Mixon. Cincinnati. yeah and then and then Austin yeah. Eckler had four touchdowns two rushing so I think Lamar Jackson yeah. could have a big rushing he could, he could top 100 yards rushing this week
1: um Phil for tournaments uh any interest in Carson wentz this week
4: uh yes actually Carson Wentz is yeah. on my list I, I think that we may have learned a lesson last week uh, when we looked at Tom Brady as the uh, the second highest owned quarterback on the slate on the on the main slate that was uh and then Leonard Fournette managed to score all of the touchdowns uh by the way I I really wish my guy John Lee was here this week Ryan no offense to you uh but him and I need to take a victory lap on Dan and Devin on Leonard Fournette for Christ's sake I mean sorry Joe we uh, four four touchdowns right Leonard Fournette is a league winner I wrote an article in the preseason. It was called Leonard Fournette's ADP is a mistake. I want to I want to b- print that on a t-shirt and wear it around. Leonard Fournette's awesome. I don't know what is wrong with fantasy football that Leonard Fournette doesn't get his due, but he's getting it now. Leonard Fournette's awesome. It's the quarterback
2: section. Please all right.
4: Fine, 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 fine. But my <laughs> point is, uh, touchdown variance is a thing. Jonathan Taylor is the chalk this week. Everyone's going to be on him. For tournaments, that means if it just so happens that the touchdown swing his way against Houston, which they very well might, uh, then something like Wentz, uh, Wentz Pittman uh, could get you a lot of leverage. But I want to back up because uh, I was surprised that the um, the the cash game folks didn't mention Tom Brady. Um, a- as I was looking at it, Brady is the chalk. A- am I am I wrong there? It's Brady or Herbert. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing other. about
1: Brady this week is he's highly priced, but there's so much value at that wide receiver position that it's not that difficult to get up there. So I think you're right. I think people will play him mainly just because of roster construction this week. Like there's not there's not that jam-in, high-end running back that we're used to having. So people will play him for sure.
4: And, and even if there is, you've got several running backs that we're going to talk about exactly. that – are also a low price so yeah uh, and and people just love playing the opposition to atlanta that's one thing that i've noticed you could pretty much just put a couple of extra percentage points on whoever the opponent for atlanta is and um I, i'm actually fine with the play even though it's going to be chalky because i i don't think that like 30 points is too too far off a median projection for brady uh in this spot atlanta is terrible truly truly yeah. bad
1: I'm looking at some of the early prop numbers. He's the only one over 300 yards uh, that's been posted this week. He's at 304. Um, And I got to take that back a little bit, what I said about no high-end running backs you want to jam in. Jonathan Taylor is somebody you're going to want to maybe jam in on your lineups today. But there is uh, an incredible amount of value that we can go to. Uh, Any off-the-radar plays, Devin, that's kind of what you uh, like to to find for us? Mike Glennon at 4K. Wow. Oh, wow. I mean, that's a contrarian build, because I don't think people will feel like they want to go that low. But... Yeah,
2: I mean, my, Miami's run defense has been really good. Saquon Barkley's, Barkley's terrible. Um, I think he had four, <laughs> four, I've hated Saquon Barkley for a long time, for those that know. Um, it, I mean, he had the most Saquon Barkley stat line ever last week, which was 40 rushing yards. 32 of it was on one carry. And then the rest, he had 12 carries
3: for eight total yards. I, I thought so, this was the quarterback section.
2: It is, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just I'm justifying Mike Lennon. So Mike Lennon at 4K, if he throws for 250 and two, it helps you easily get to Jonathan Taylor. Um, but you probably don't need to go down that low.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting, though, for tournaments. I mean, it's not like uh, he's he's a scrub. There's no question is he about he that much it, worse but, than Daniel Jones as a passer? Like, Probably he, uh, not. Kind of, yeah, uh, probably not. But he's, you know, that fork, four. When you get down to that four K number, that okay. is like the true floor. Like the four fives, the four seven. We get that four K. Man, you literally can get whatever you want. Uh, yeah, at that I mean, position. I start.
2: I started Zach Mettenberger in a live final once, so I'm not afraid <laughs> to start horrible quarterbacks. <laughs>
3: I mean, Tua Tua was. I know it was off the main slate, and it was a few weeks ago. But he was like forty two hundred that London game. He came back, and I know people that that played him in there, and it was it ended up being pretty sharp. So you can do a lot if you
1: go well,
2: that two, low. Two, two is a lot better than Mike Lennon, but yeah. well, okay. maybe Mike
1: Lennon will finally target uh, Kenny Gallagher. I don't know. Maybe he can maybe. see him because he has a six foot long neck. Well, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. All right. Uh, all right. You know, let's uh, move on to that running back position and I mean, how good of a play is Jonathan Taylor this week, Ryan? I mean, it just feels like, you know, against Houston, how does he not, how does he not smash? Right. Like, it's just feels like it's, it's 102 in this. Yeah. Game.
3: I mean, I mean, that that's kind of the dream, right? You, you've got a game, you know, against a really bad team a running back in a positive game script. He touches the ball all the time. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's the guy you want. That's part of the reason why, you know, I, I recommended a $6,000 quarterback rather than a $7,300 quarterback, right? I mean, Taylor is your guy. The, the only, I guess, potential hesitation is, is that they are on the road. Um, if you worry about things like that and, and then, you know, Phil's point is, is good is that if, especially in tournaments, if everybody's on them, then, um, uh, and Wentz throws for three touchdowns instead of Taylor running for, uh, for two, then, um, th- then you're, you're kind of stymied a little bit. So you know, T- Taylor is that guy. And and, and again, um, you know, not to I, I think and this is going to harken back to when I was on the show regularly, but I think Phil also had a Jonathan Taylor position that he used to always, always be on that block, too. So it, that's it, correct. It's, apparently, it's Phil night tonight on the show between <laughs> Leonard Fournette and and, uh, and Jonathan Taylor. But um you know, the, the other running backs I like, it, obviously we, we talked about the injuries, but what what a weird week it is when you could play four running backs that are $6,000 or less on DraftKings and feel good about playing three of the four in the same lineup. And so, you know, I, I, and obviously those are Eli Mitchell, Antonio Gibson, Jamal Williams, and James Conner. So I have a thought on, you know, kind of which one or two of those I, I like best. I, I'm curious to hear what Devin and and, and Phil think, though. Um because I I think my thought, you know, could be wrong because it could very well just be a toss-up. So I'm going to toss it back uh, and give it to those guys and see what you think about, about our value running backs here. And then Alexander Madison, too, who I think we That's, should, we should yeah, definitely mention him. But but more sure. on that low tier is what I'm curious about because there, there's, there's a way to put three of those guys in and, and do a lot of fun stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, the early ownership has got, you know, Williams at 19, uh, Connor at at 21 um and gibson not quite as bullish but he's still at 15 which isn't a bad number so you're right you know they're they're definitely you know looking like they're going to be owned what do you think on that uh, on that front devin yeah I, I think that's the way to go i i think madison's tough it's it's
2: sort of like this weird pricing where it's what is he 7300 where joe yeah but don't you don't let, you just don't you just find the extra like 500
1: and go to joe mixon at this point, I don't know. I don't think so because let me ask you this: If Dalvin Cook was seventy three hundred, would you play him?
2: Yeah, but I is Alexander Madison Dalvin Cook? I think. There's I think a big he br- is.
1: I think he is when the Dalvin Cook is gone. From what we've uh, seen, he this is. Year.
2: He's burned Words, people yes. so many times.
1: <laughs>
3: he really is, <sighs> like every time.
2: Like we think, we think it because he has the long hair and like I don't know. I just, I mean, he's had good he's, games. It's
1: not like it's not like he's, he's averaging. A,
2: he, He's averaging three point six yards a carry. Like he's had I, I one do, good game this two good games I, this year. I don't know. I,
4: I just want to jump in and say Detroit is a mitigating factor there as the opponent. Yeah. You yeah. know.
2: I, I think I trust so, Joe Mixon more.
1: In his two games where he had twenty plus carries, he had twenty seven and twenty three fantasy points. Yeah. So I just can't I, mean, I just I think can't it's get no brainer. I just can't get some
2: of the last year stuff out of my head. Um yeah, I, I think it's fine, but it prevents you from going to Jonathan Taylor, and that's that's the biggest
1: issue. Not when unless you go Mike Lennon, of course. Exactly.
2: Unless you go to Mike, <laughs> if you go Mike Lennon, then you obviously could. But to me, I'm starting with Jonathan Taylor, figuring the rest out. It's going down to, it's going down to James Conner, for sure. Going up against Chicago, Chicago, they're sort of overrated from a defense. People think they're better than what they are west coast team going to the cold weather i think that t- connor that should help connor more than anything um with it being cold outside here in chicago and if i'm picking another running back in that area i'm going i, I don't love the player but i'm going jamal williams
1: um yeah. that just, I, I mean that sounds gross to me i mean you're you're gross. worried about He's so bad. I don't think he's a good player at all. At all. I mean, he had five catches last week, but you could you could
2: also you could also go David Montgomery at fifty six. I think that he's in yeah. a he's in a more he's probably safer than Williams. To be honest, I I don't know that I trust him all that much, but I I I, I don't want to. I don't know. I mean, that's the answer. I yeah. It's hard, It's and- hard because maybe the answer is Daryl Henderson at 61, well, that, but the Jags have been good too. So I,
1: yeah, I, I think we got to wait on that Henderson news. You know, I think he's a little banged up. We don't know for sure that he's going to play. If he does, I think he's going to garner a ton of ownership when you consider home favorite by two touchdowns, yeah. like those trends historically really, really favor the running backs in in that situation. So um, you know, we'll wait on that. But if he's good to go, that's a good price. If he's not good to go, um, is there a backup we would consider for Darrell Henderson?
4: Sony Michelle, why not?
1: Isn't he out?
4: I don't no. think so.
2: I'm clearly not prepared.
1: What? Um, no, I mean well, it's it, it's still wide no, he's open. Fine. Too. Yeah, he's yeah. fine.
2: Sony Michelle Michel becomes the guy there.
1: Yeah, yeah.
3: 4,300 at home as the only running back. Of note on the team i, I think yeah. that's something you have to consider and go after uh, honestly
4: mitchell, I, I i really hope that doesn't happen because yeah. we, we've already yeah. overstated it i mean we've got a problem here there's too many running backs and too few roster slots for them um i don't let's, know let's,
2: I, all ta- let's all take a stand. pick three pick two running backs to pair with jonathan taylor and cash
3: elijah and mitchell cash. jamal williams
4: I do like Elijah Mitchell. I, I think at, at 6K, the value is there. Um, personally, I think I, I'm going to do my this is the best play on the slate at any position, at any price guy for the week. I think Antonio Gibson is the guy. And I am just crossing my fingers. I know that uh, JD McKissick was carted off last week, and I know he's in the concussion protocol. It's uh, it's supposedly not as bad as it looked with the cart and all, but I don't know if he's going to clear the protocol in time to play. For GPPs, I am crossing my fingers that McKissick is active and Gibson's roster percentage stays suppressed um, because even with McKissick in the lineup since week nine, uh, and, and that's actually when the football team came back from their bye and Gibson had a chance to rest up that injured shin of his, uh, 23.6 touches per game. Uh, we saw the pass game usage increase last week. And part of that was with um, McKissick in the lineup during the first half. And um, the Raiders over the last three weeks, uh, same exact span have allowed 38% more uh, fantasy points to opposing running backs than league average. Um, I think there's two plus touchdowns incoming for Gibson this week. That game has a, pretty sneaky high total. Um, it wasn't quite 50, but it was, it was almost there at 49, 49 and a half at the books I was looking at. Um, so I, I love Gibson. He would definitely be my pick uh, cash. And if he still is hovering around that 15% mark uh, in tournaments, with or without McKissick, I, I think I want to play him a good bit.
1: Yeah. Right now I I'm seeing uh, Las Vegas, the third um, most fantasy points allowed to running back. So you're right when you consider volume that he's been getting with that. I think that's a that's a good take there. If I had to pick 3, uh obviously we'll go with Taylor for cash games. I mean, I think if Henderson plays, I'm probably playing him at 6100, so I'll I'll say him. And I like that Gibson call. Um I really like Madison. I think he's still a really good play. I don't know if he fits the build that well. I'd definitely be overweight on him in tournaments, but I'll tell you right now, Jamal Williams I'll happily be underweight on him. And if he's like mega chalk in cash, I know sometimes you just kind of take a player for the block and, and hope you win elsewhere. Um, I'm happy fading that even in cash games because I, I just don't see it. His early, uh, actually, no, we don't have an early prop on, I'm looking at something else. So I'll be curious where that comes in at, but um, not a huge Jamal Williams fan. I think I think it's potential bad chalk. All right, right there. you guys told me. Good, good. Love to hear it. Okay, let's get some uh, uh, GPP plays. Uh, Devin, anybody off the radar that we can consider? I mean, I don't know that we have to go too far because there's so many in that middle tier that we could just kind of mix and match them, but is there maybe a sub-5% rostered guy maybe that we could look at?
2: Yeah, I don't know that you need to go crazy this week. The only guy I would consider, um, just because of his pass catching upside, which nobody's going to have, and this is sort of turning into my special as far as, garbage players but cordero patterson at 7k um he's not gonna be able to run the ball his prop is like 37 yards but he he caught six passes in their last in their last meeting against tampa bay i think he has six to eight reception upside this week
1: uh ryan what about you any uh lower own play um
3: I mean, admittedly, I haven't I haven't looked at a ton of the ownership stuff or ro- rostership stuff, but looking at pricing now and, and guys we talked about, um, for a hundred more than what could be a popular Alexander Madison, you get a another high usage guy, albeit in a worse matchup in Najee Harris. The offense stinks. I know it. I watch the team every week. They stink. But what if he catches five six balls in, in catch up mode, but but also has a touchdown or two in there? Um, you know. That, that's something, if I can get a guy with 20 or 25 touches uh, who will probably be overlooked, um, that might be a way to go.
2: Are you worried about him?
3: Just like In, in general, as of, like a fan? In terms of him getting hurt or not being a good player or all the Not above, being a good, or,
2: being Trent Richardson
3: 2.0. No, I think their offensive line just really, really stinks. And, and their And their quarterback stinks. And we know that running quarterbacks can help running backs with, open, with opening lanes. And we certainly know that that quarterback can't run, so... So Phil. not yet, unless they beat the hell out of him this year to the point that he can't come back from it.
1: Anyways, okay, so. Phil, I'm going to throw a name out there. Nobody's going to play him, but the Jets are awful. I mean, they've given up huge rushing days to the freaking Buffalo Bills. Can we even consider Miles Sanders here? I know last week it was pretty much like a true, you know, timeshare with what Boston Scott and – and uh You know, he's still, I think Kenny Gainwell's still hanging around as well. But two weeks ago, he had, you know, 16 carries, looked like maybe he was going to get more of a workload. I mean, obviously, you're not playing him in cash, but would you sprinkle him in mass multi entry tournaments at probably sub 2% roster ship?
4: I have a feeling that he's not going to project well enough despite the matchup. And I, I think that has to do more with the fact that he's hurt. He says he's going to play. Um, yeah. But I, I think that that might be a good enough excuse for uh, Nick Sirianni to continue the timeshare with Boston Scott, who they clearly like. Um, I, he was on his way last week before he, uh, he he got that ankle injury. He had just busted a big run. Uh, so it's a shame. I, I like the player, um, but I don't think his pass-catching upside is what we all thought it was maybe a year ago and um, he would have to get it done on the ground and he's not a hundred percent. So I, I'm, I'm not really about it.
2: If he's out, okay. Austin Scott probably becomes a top player this week.
4: Yeah. I don't think he'll be out. I, I it seems like he's trending active, but yeah, yeah. I'm seeing a timeshare materializing there.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that's a good point. I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, if he was healthy and, What fifth still 50% of the snaps last week. So he didn't, he did lead the way. So, uh, I don't know. I just jets are just so bad defensively. It's always tempting to go there. Um, all right. Uh, keeping it moving here this week, 13 again, thanks for checking us out. It's the DFS uh, power grid by the football guys. And of course, rotogrinders.com check out both of our sites for all sorts of content for you as you prepare for this week um okay wide receivers gonna start with devin here and uh you know because i know phil's gonna tell us to play cooper cup because he loves to uh you know just kind of take major stands and stuff so uh where else are we looking here because it's it's a it's it's kind of an ugly position but you know i think there's value i think there's high-end guys i think there's middle tier i think there's like a lot of ways we can we can play it this week
2: yeah a lot of uh no, I'm not even gonna I'm not even gonna go there. Um let's let's start let's start with Chris Godwin at sixty six hundred. I think he's the For safest sure. cash game play. What does this guy have to do to have his price above seven K? It feels like I've played Chris Godwin every single week this year. Um
3: Maybe catch and more than four passes. He had a bad he had a bad
2: he had a bad week last week, but you know, six six or more catches in every game. That's true
1: since For like seven, since. since yeah every game ever um so I andy started... has a legit andy has a legit vaccine card too which is very very good yeah
2: that's a that's that helps when uh, it's a requirement to play at least <laughs> either be honest or don't but <laughs> um so start starting there i'm looking at a guy who bill is going to laugh at me but Elijah Moore at 5,500 is intriguing. I don't know that he's a cash game play, but I really like him as a GPP play this week. Um, the Jets stink. We know that. But you look at this guy, and he's sort of been the only bright spot that they've had. Three, three, three of his last five games, he's topped 67 yards or more at 5,500. I think he's intriguing. But, like I said, GPP only there. Going down a little bit, um, it's hard. I wish I liked more of this wide receiver group, but Michael Pittman at 5,700 is probably the other player that I I really like in in cash games this week. So starting with those two, I'll jump back in with anybody. If you guys want to elaborate on anything, go ahead. But um, GPP, Elijah Moore, and then Pittman and Godwin in
1: cash. Okay, Hester, you're up.
3: Yeah, I like I like Elijah Moore and Pittman as well. Um, you know, those guys are, are were on my list too. A um, couple other ones I thought of, and I, I mentioned this um, this Vegas Washington game. Um, Hunter Renfro, just you know, he continues to be the the archetype of player that I don't love to play because he's not going to make big plays, but he just keeps putting up the numbers, man. I mean, it's just at a certain point, you know, I'll, I'll play him, you know, way too much in one week and and he'll, and he'll put up, you know, six for 59 and disappoint. But um, I don't know that this week will be that week against the Washington defense. Uh, So Hunter Renfro is somebody I'm looking at in, in, in cash games, especially, uh, especially ones that have Jonathan Taylor in the lineup. Uh, And then also Deontay Johnson is another player that's interesting. Uh, the, the Steelers got absolutely pummeled last week. As we know, he still had nine for 90-something. I'm um, sure it was garbage time, but who's to say that that's not in play in any given week the Steelers play going down the stretch uh, with their slate of opponents. Um, Baltimore has also, you know, good as they are reputationally, they, they've also been a little leaky against, uh, against wide receivers, especially uh, on deep plays. And then another, you know, mid-priced, uh, high-volume guy, is jalen waddle who is 6400 on DraftKings and just continues to see incredible volume uh, maybe some touchdown regression is in play but like you know he could still he could still have eight for eight catches for over 100 yards without a touchdown and, and you're going to be pretty happy with that so uh those are a couple other guys that, that i've been looking at and, and i'm i'm curious you know obviously i i think i think we all would lean jonathan taylor over a cooper cup in, in this week um but you know curious to see Phil being the the tournament guy, what, what you are going to do. I know Dan, you alluded to taking stands, but um, you take Mike Lennon
2: and you take them both
3: with that too. And and (laughs) where, you you know, versus the field with Cooper cup in in a tournament situation. Cause to me this week just, you know, feels like a do whatever you want slash get right game uh, for, for the Rams. And I think what they want is to get back to the team they were for the first month of the season, which is very Cooper cup heavy.
4: Bill. Phil. Oh, uh, so <laughs>
3: I'm co-hosting with Dan. You didn't know.
4: Oh, uh, thank you. So, um, to, uh, one more game, uh, one more name that I'll throw out there for cash games. That's in that same range for me anyway as um, kind of Waddle, Renfro, Pittman uh, is Brandon Ayuk with uh with Debo Samuel out of the picture this week. Um, his snap rate, target rate. Uh, routes run rate it's it's back you know it's not the first quarter of the year where he was disappointing and in the doghouse Uh, Brandon Ayuk looks like Brandon Ayuk and um, at 5600 and without Samuel I think you could consider him too Uh, in tournaments DraftKings always seems to like overprice Justin Jefferson a little bit and as a result his um, his roster percentage has kind of stayed middling Uh, But I think that with uh, a good portion of the field on Alexander Madison, I think Justin Jefferson gives you some leverage. Uh, It it starts and ends with the fact that he's Justin Jefferson, he's awesome, and he plays in a dome this week. Uh, But usually when uh, a a big fixture in the offense like Dalvin Cook goes out, it's the most talented player uh, other than the injured player in the offense that sees the biggest bump. And I could see that with Jefferson as well as the fact that they're playing against the Lions Uh, when they played earlier this season. uh, Jefferson went for uh, eight targets, seven catches, 124 yards. I'm expecting a similar receiving line, and I think he's going to get in the end zone this week. Uh, I'm also looking at the LA wide receivers, but believe it or not, it's not Cooper Cup. Uh, We need to put some respect on Van Jefferson's name. Uh, two you games... said Odell
2: Beckham, I was going to kick you
4: off the show. No, it, not Odell Beckham. Although, uh, you know, the, the initial list that I'm looking at, you got Beckham coming in uh, higher rostered than Jefferson. Uh, obviously, Cup is as well and, and deservedly so. Uh, then you got Daryl Henderson uh, also, and and he's dealing with an injury. So I feel like Jefferson is kind of an afterthought. You know, he'll probably be like 5 to 7% in tournaments. And in two games without Robert Woods, he has 16 targets and 50 more air yards to lead the team uh, than Cooper Cut. Uh So the numbers behind the numbers are good. Uh, 95% snap rate in both games, running around on nearly every Matthew Stafford dropback. So I feel like the crowd hasn't yet um, come around on the post-Robert Woods Rams offense, and Van Jefferson is a big part of it. Uh, he's still cheap, and he's going to be somewhat contrarian.
2: Dan, I have Devin, a question for you. What the hell are we doing with the Jaguars' wide receivers? I like, don't know. I mean, is it Laquan, Tread- Laquan Treadwell week?
1: It's probably like Tavon Austin week, and we'll all be wrong. I mean, uh, it seems I, like I, you want to play one of these guys in cash. I mean, I'd always play Marvin Jones over the other ones, but the Jaguars just can't do anything on offense, and I think it's, I think it's probably a situation where i'd rather not go there um but i mean they're so bad like would you rather go about ja-wan, this for a second. jawan
2: jennings with debo samuel out because he's going to be popular yeah. at 3200
1: i would play those guys over a jaguar for sure like yeah. 100 so jo- jo-
2: we're going jawan jennings then
1: josh <laughs> i mean reynolds is Lauren the other Helmux. name that's kind of that's kind of like popping a little josh bit on the reynolds. lower end yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm um, giving away.
4: I'm giving away the next segment, but the answer is uh, James O'Shaughnessy. Shout out to John Lee.
1: No, oh, oh yeah. man, it's Foster well, Moreau at tight end, but we'll get there I mean, in a well, second. Well, we'll get there. Let me let me get some <laughs> GPP talk I think here. We're done. <laughs> um, um, are we? Do we? I mean, is Seattle just complete dust at this point. Yeah, they are until proven otherwise.
2: I mean, so, Russell Wilson is basically Baker Mayfield at this point. Wow. Yikes. Wow. Statistically, they're like
3: the same player, and we know how you feel about Baker Mayfield. At least
4: Wilson has Wilson has better receivers. I'll give him that. I, I think Tyler Lockett is still somewhat interesting to me, but outside of that, yeah, I'm, I'm so not. So DK is like it, just yeah.
1: trash. He's, he's he's done. He's not any good. Is that is that the consensus here? This guy who is who had was GPP winning upside um, time and time again last season he's he's done is that is that what you're telling me, Phil?
4: he's like the wide receiver 75 over the last six to eight weeks. I mean what, I what do you want?
1: That's what I'm asking so where he's done so you're telling me he's done I, I don't think he's
4: done, but I, I think for this year you 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 might wait until he uh he does the dead cat bounce until you put him back in a lineup.
1: But see right. that's the whole thing is you yeah. you 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 wait for the dead cat bounce he, and then the following week he does terrible because you're chasing it. He's had right. 22, 26, 22 uh 17 in in 3 or 4 games so far this season. 3 consecutive games where he's had under 8 fantasy points. I mean, if there's a dead cat bounce spot, this is this might be it here against San Francisco. Is he priced down enough or that's the only issue. That's true. He's not that cheap and 67 on, on DraftKings 73 over on, on FanDuel, but nobody's going to play him at that number.
0: Right. Isn't that the point?
1: Isn't that what we're trying to look at in, in when we're trying to win a million dollars in the Millie maker and you, know, you, you want to gain leverage on the field.
4: I'm still trying to set a lineup. That's That scores a lot of points though. (laughs) (laughs) there's a balance
1: so you're telling me he's washed then he's
4: done. <laughs> i'm telling you that i am not playing him in in this week 13 of the 2021 season
3: okay i don't stand stand
2: take it i, th- I think is... if you play how many lineups dan would
1: you say you have to play to play dk Metcalf? i easily play him if i was oh uh Put him in I'd one. say twenty lineups. I, I mean, you could stack that game up a little bit. You know, there's yeah. plenty of plays on that uh, on that San Francisco side. Whether it's Eli Mitchell, whether it's Ayuk, like there's definitely more condensed um, production when you take Debo Samuel out because Debo Samuel. I mean, I know he's not playing this week, but the fact that the dude was literally a running back and a wide receiver, like playing both positions, not even the 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 hybrid situation we often see with guys like McCaffrey the dude was in the backfield like yeah. a ton so I think you take him out and it's there's some there's some good value plays there so I'm throwing him out there 20 lineups I would certainly have him. Who else do you um have? who else do I have in the wide receiver spot I was just yeah I'm just gonna play DK in all my lineups no there you um, go now i mean godwin for me from a cash standpoint i think he's an absolute must play so uh let's make that very clear um man do you go to IU? i mean do we mention keenan allen i mean he might be the most the pop most popular guy against cincinnati and jamar chase might be the potential runback. but the problem is you don't know who it's going to be on a given week t higgins Last week was the guy who blew up, but you know we saw it so many times earlier. Chase, he's kind of the deep ball guy, I think. So I don't hate him. If you like that game to shoot out, all right. I guess, I guess we'll see what we'll we'll see what happens. I guess I'm. I mean, I'm there's, the a, there's a,
2: no, I think I think Keenan Allen is a good play. I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I. It's certainly stack that game is incredibly stackable with herbert you could take burrow you could take uh any of the wide receivers on cincinnati it's probably the most stackable game of this slate so i don't how do you I don't rank those
1: receivers
2: i mean you know where my heart is it's always t higgins
1: did you play him last week did he finally I play al- off? I,
2: I always play t higgins who is the guy that you always play you said you're gonna play him every week
1: dk Metcalf.
3: no
2: i don't He's remember kidding. Oh, Stefan Diggs. He's, he's my Stefan Diggs. Diggs. Yes. He's, he's yeah. your
1: Stefan Diggs. Okay. Okay. His price go.
2: never goes above 5,500. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I always Steph, to Steph Diggs light. There you go. All right. Let's move on to the tight end position where everybody was already giving their plays way too early. So um, I do think that Devin had it right though. I think Foster Moreau on DraftKings in particular under 3k is going to be uh, the pretty, pretty popular play because there's not, not a lot popping on the high end. We don't have Kelsey in this one. Obviously, Waller's not going to play. So uh, these situations, we usually like going cheap, and uh, Moreau looks like that guy.
2: Yeah. I, I think for cash, he's the guy. He gets you savings at $2,700. Um, I, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Bill?
4: Yeah, Foster Moreau is is fine for cash games. I would I would certainly be plugging him in. But uh, where do you guys have him pegged in terms of roster percentage for tournaments?
1: Really? Oh,
4: I'm at early 23
1: right now. Yeah, we're way we're at thirteen, but I think Devin's more on the, the right track there.
4: Yeah, I was seeing twenty percent in in my mind anyway, and. That's why I mentioned James O'Shaughnessy, who's probably going to be closer to, I don't know, eight if he picks up steam, but probably closer to five to six in reality. And I think in terms of median projections, these guys are like the same point per dollar. Uh, Dan Arnold is on IR. The one thing that uh, Jacksonville has been able to do on offense is get the ball to their tight end. Uh, if O'Shaughnessy is the one running all those routes, which he was after Arnold left the game last week, um, it, it definitely would not shock me, uh, or or let's put it this way, I don't think that it's four times as likely that Forster Moreau outscores James O'Shaughnessy, and that's what the, the roster numbers are implying there. Uh, so I think in tournaments, if you want a very simple one-for-one pr- price pivot, you could look at James O'Shaughnessy.
1: Uh, Ryan, what about Gronk here? Um, I know that like old man Gronk we don't like, but the last two weeks, he's looked pretty good. 10 and 8 targets. Um, yeah. Pretty expensive on FanDuel, but 5-3 on DraftKings is pretty reasonable right?
3: Yeah, and and Phil made a good case for you know there's a few different types of leverage. You can go with different guys on different teams, like like we talked about, you know, Wentz and Pittman versus Taylor. You, you can you can do do a price leverage like Phil just talked about, where you go from the chalk to, to another guy that's not chalk at the same price. So that's a good one. But but another one is just lineup construction, right? So um, not many people are going to put a fifty three hundred dollar tight end in there because it, it, it you you want to do other things at other positions. But um, you know how, how rare is it that we we could say Rob Gronkowski is kind of due to score a touchdown from his catches and yards. Uh, He had seven catches and 123 yards last week and didn't score. So there've been times where, where Gronk has outproduced that uh, in terms of fantasy production on, you know, two catches. So uh, it's interesting. And and Devin mentioned Godwin as kind of the first receiver he was going to. So it doesn't seem like a lot of people are going to gravitate towards, towards Gronk. So I like that call, Dan. Um, Another one going even further up in terms of price, and you mentioned we don't have Waller, we don't have Kelsey. So really, the next go-to tight end is Mark Andrews. And he's 6,000 against the Steelers, who who Devin mentioned earlier, are falling apart. Um, They are falling apart on the ground, but they also did not look good in the air uh, last week. And and Mark Andrews had 10 targets and 106 air yards last week. So he's very clearly Lamar Jackson's go-to guy. uh, And and the stats bear that out. The, the, The traditional and the sort of Uh, analytical stats both bear that out so I I think Gronkowski and Andrews are both guys that have you know huge GPP upside in terms of multiple touchdowns a handful of catches uh, if not both
1: yeah Gronk sitting at plus um, 122 to score a touchdown that's actually pretty pretty good for a pass catcher and his uh, receiving yards at 53 uh, here on a Thursday Andrews sitting at 56 but again, his touchdown, anytime touchdown prop at plus 168. So uh, Vegas certainly thinks that Gronk a little more likely to score sure. and a little bit cheaper. So if you I – don't, I don't base everything on these props. They're pretty inefficient, but um, I, think, I think Gronk's a sneaky, sneaky play. Um, okay, tournament-wise, give me something off the radar here, Mr. Knotts.
2: George Kittle. He's, yeah. he's sort of my DK Metcalf. He's like, is he washed? <laughs> But, um, you know, he he's only top 60 yards twice this year. So not not the guy that we are accustomed to seeing, but um, three times he's top 60 yards. But he, with no Debo Samuel, who are they going to go to? And that's the question that you really should answer as you're building your lineups. They're going to have to go to somebody. Seattle's defense is not good. Um, so whether it's Kittle, whether it's Juwan, whatever his last name is, Jennings, <laughs> Um, I already forgot it. Uh, or it's Eli Mitchell or two of those players. But you take the the amount of balls that go around. I guess Brandon Ayuk is in there too. But there's a lot of targets, a lot of carries that are going to be opened up with with Debo Samuel being out this week.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good call. I mean, just playing a ton of snaps, obviously, and uh, pretty decent air yards, uh, and not. The last two weeks, but prior to that, and I think you nailed it when you take, um, when you take Debo out, I think it's definitely, why not put somebody in there that's a little more proven or give more looks to a guy who's more proven Phil, uh, I don't know if I need to ask any more. You already gave us James O'Shaughnessy. Like that's all (laughs) we need, right? That's it.
4: Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say that, uh, the highest ceilings at the position, as far as I could see Kittle, uh, for sure. Um, I don't mind Dallas Goddard going up against the Jets uh, since the Jets stink. I think he was a, a pretty sharp play last week. I saw that a lot of um, sharp tournament players were on him, and it didn't pan out. Uh, and I think this week's situation is probably a little bit better um, than it was. And, uh, you, you know, you're a sucker, Dan, for Stefan Diggs, Dan, uh, I mean, Devin is one for uh, T. Higgins. Kyle Please. Pitts. No, I I no. can't get no. out of my I can't get out of my own way on Kyle Pitts. Um, that that Atlanta passing game is so so dreadful, and Pitts being the center of attention um, for the opposing uh, defense has not been working out too well in recent weeks. But it is Tampa Bay. Uh, the 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 way to attack them is certainly through the air. Atlanta is going to be trailing, and and Matt Ryan is going to be throwing, and Kyle Pitts does have an established ceiling. We haven't seen it in a while. Uh, Again,
3: (laughs) does he?
2: I was about to say. I was about to say. I am so proud of all four of us that we won a show without (laughs) saying Kyle Pitts' name, and then you had to do that to me. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) who's
3: who's the number one corner on Tampa that's going to shadow Kyle Pitts? You know, doesn't matter. They double team him. Yeah. He can't get open.
4: Eventually, he'll fi- he'll figure out how to adjust. Yeah, in twenty
3: twenty four, a guy that starts in the <laughs> in the middle of the field.
1: <clears throat> yeah, six five seven seven. His targets the last four weeks is he? You know, he's you're right. He just can't get open. I mean, I think it's pretty clear. Teams are saying, okay, Taje Sharp and Mr. <laughs> is Gage. Gage, yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, Gage. like those receivers are so bad. Like they're just. Like, you nailed it. Like, okay, we'll play one-on-one of those guys. We'll protect the middle of the field and make sure that, that Kyle Pitts doesn't beat. Doesn't I
2: mean, if his price play. was a lot cheaper, I'd be interested. Yeah. But to be more than TJ Hawkinson and Rob Gronkowski, like, it's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. On FanDuel, oh, play Zach Ertz. That's all I'll say. If we're yeah, playing up to DK
4: to Metcalf, I mean, why, why not Kyle Pitts?
2: Because Metcalf yeah. has shown more times one catch for Metcalf, and he can at least get close.
4: Kyle Pitt stinks. Yeah. Oh, Kyle man. Pitt stinks.
1: <laughs> I mean, there it's it's the rookie uh, tight end syndrome, right? No, no rookie. He'll probably be great next year. Just nobody's good as a rookie as a tight end. So look Fryer, at his numbers.
2: Look at his numbers without Calvin Ridley. They're terrible. Like as the t- primary guy,
1: he's just not ready.
3: Yeah, it's not a great split there.
1: All right, uh, quick show today. I love it. Let's uh, keep going to this uh, defense, and then we will get on out of here and save you guys some time here this week. And uh, okay, Devin, team defense. Uh, what do we got? We paying up for the Rams or uh, no?
2: No. Okay. I, I mean, I'd love, I'd love to, but you know, we didn't talk about very many low end, low end plays this week, so. Um, I'm going fairly down. Uh, looking at this list for the first time this week, we're going to go. <laughs> we're going we to go. These shows. No, and we don't really care all that much about defense, but we
1: don't. It's, it's a double whammy. <laughs> yeah. The,
2: the lowest that I'm comfortable with, I'm going to go with the New York football giants going
1: up against Miami. Nice. It's reasonable. It sounds like Ryan gives his stamp of approval.
3: Yeah. Yeah. There's, I mean, that's the lowest I would go in terms of a stamp of approval. Um, also like the Cardinals coming off a buy at Chicago, uh, regardless of if it's Justin Fields or Andy Dalton, probably, probably like it more if it's Justin Fields, to be honest, um, more playmaker, more playmaking ability there, but more turnover ability too. Uh, so I like the Cardinals there.
1: Phil, you got a hot take on defense here.
4: Uh, I don't know that it's a hot take, but uh, regardless of which G- Giants quarterback yeah. the Dolphins face, um, they're going to be facing a quarterback with a neck issue, right? Either Daniel Jones or Mike <laughs> Glennon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 3,300 against Glennon, that would be awesome. Uh, 3,300 against Jones, that would be awesome. Uh, of course, the, the Eagles, if you could get there against Zach Wilson, who is terrible and uh, the one reason why I can't endorse the Elijah Moore call from uh, Elijah Mitchell. No, Elijah, Elijah Moore. Moore. I'm, I'm going to do that forever. Um, yeah. yeah um, why I can't endorse that from earlier. And GPPs, uh, we said it. Something is wrong with Russell Wilson. I guess probably his finger, uh, but the... 49ers uh, don't look like a bad defense for GPPs against that uh, sloppy Seattle offense that can't seem to get anything done.
1: Can I make the early, early call? Early, early call. Russell Wilson, Pittsburgh Steeler next year.
4: Uh, Mm. uh, That would be fun.
1: Hey, better, better than Ben
3: Roethlisberger, but Devin just called him Baker Mayfield, which Kind of sours my taste. <laughs> uh, one thing, real quick, on the uh, on that Dolphins call, which I, I really like: sixteen sacks and twelve takeaways in their last four games. So it, it, it's been against poor opponents, but the Giants fit that bill as well. So uh, that's a hot defense right now.
4: Since yeah, they making... got they got healthy, and and they're yeah. ramping up for sure.
2: Since we're making calls, Russell Wilson,
1: Green Bay Packer, next year.
3: Aaron Rodgers, Pittsburgh Steeler.
4: Hmm.
1: Mm. Phil, you got to give us a call. Come on. Wrap up what? the show with a call. Well, oh, with is, Steelers quarterback. Where is Russ, is, well, yeah, is, yeah, is Russ cooking Yeah, who Yeah, where's Russ cooking? His restaurant closed
2: in Seattle because of high rent, so he's got to pick a new city to cook in.
4: <laughs> <laughs> he, he wants to go to uh, to Vegas, which is strangely unlike every good quarterback's list of places to go. I found it so bizarre that Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson – both had Vegas on their list I mean I guess Vegas is a, a cool place to live and it's close to the west coast for those Hollywood quarterbacks but no state um, income tax yeah uh, I, I wouldn't be shocked if if one of them was playing in Vegas
1: all right
2: uh, early I'll, speculation as I'll long know, as just... Baker's not in Cleveland like I'm good <laughs> just what he's, all the fans go, he's going to for... be, he's going to be but
3: it just what all the fans want from their week
1: 13 DFS show is 2022 hey. quarterback predictions. I mean, we're We've 13. gone on way worse tangents on this show than that. Okay. Like way. We talked worse. about
2: I'm... Mike Lennon for like four minutes
1: and his neck multiple times. Okay. You did. Jeez. Um, all right, boys and girls, we appreciate you uh, joining us here today on the power grid. Um, please leave us a nice little review. At least give us a thumbs up. If you're watching this on YouTube, and uh, if you want to call out tip and pick, uh, feel free to do it. And oh, by the way, I did win the four man last week. So uh, kudos to me for winning oh. their money. So uh, I'll try and do it again this week. Uh, but thanks again for being a part of this community that we have at Roto Grinders and Power Grid good luck this week 13 win a lot of money go show some uh, some screenshot life out afterwards and uh hopefully uh you have yourself a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week right here on the power grid for devin for phil and thanks for ryan for filling in for john i'm dan we'll see you next week.